the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Many Texans finally have their electricity back, but about 190,000 homes and businesses still with no power. And 7 million in the state ordered to boil their water before consuming it. National Weather Service forecaster David Ross says this could be another day of record low temperatures. There were a couple locations in central Texas where they broke the daily snowfall record, not just for the date, but all time, by like five inches. Some places got over a foot where they had never seen like eight or nine inches in a day before. President Biden offering federal assistance to the state. The extreme weather blamed for the deaths of at least 57 people. Also at townhall.com, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine does not need to be stored in expensive deep freezers that oppose challenges in the vaccination campaign. More from correspondent Bernie Bennett. Pfizer submitted data to the Food and Drug Administration showing the vaccine is stable when stored between 13 and 5 degrees Fahrenheit, temperatures commonly found in pharmaceutical freezers and refrigerators. The company is asking the FDA to update its authorization of the vaccine to allow for vials to be stored at these temperatures for a total of two weeks as an alternative or complement to colder freezers. In a statement, they've said if approved, the new storage option would offer pharmacies and vaccination centers greater flexibility in how they manage their vaccine supply. Bernie Bennett reporting. Used home sales continue to rise. Existing home sales rose six-tenths of one percent last month from December. Sales were up 23.7% from one year earlier. Home prices also rose in January, with the median price hitting $303,900. That's an increase of 14% from one year ago. The housing inventory still at historic lows. Correspondent Rich Thomason stocks in positive territory. The Dow up 119 points. The Nasdaq ahead 89. More at townhall.com. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O vite.com Getting closer to the weekend on this Friday. I'm Lee Michaels here in the KingdomBuilders.com studios on Freedom 1570. And how'd you like to get a nice weekend getaway? I think $500 would help support that quite nicely. That's what you'll get if you win our Cash for Couples contest. You can enter once a day, every day through the month of February. Details at our fan club page at Freedom1570.com 16 this afternoon, partly cloudy, one below tonight, some sun, low 20s Saturday, low 30s on Sunday. Mark Levin is waiting for the evidence. If there was a scintilla of evidence that the President of the United States incited an insurrection, why haven't we heard it? Why haven't we seen it? What are they waiting for? Liz Cheney said, in due course with all these criminal investigations, much will come forth. Well, what's come forth is more and more evidence of the president's innocence, that this wasn't spontaneous, it was pre-planned. Mark Levin, weeknights at 5, right before Sebastian Gorka at 8, on Freedom 1570. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. 
Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Yes, welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I... He, I am Mr. Black, your radio life caddy. And today, not only do you get a big old portion of Mr. Black, but you're also going to get a big old portion of Mr. Blue. So it's a black, it's a black and blue sandwich today. That's what we're having uh, today. We're going to have a special guest. He'll be joining us in the last three segments. Uh, he is the author Rodney Muterspa. He wrote a great book called The Blue View, the uncut journal of an uh, Ohio police chief. Uh, chief Rodney Muterspa rose to the ranks of patrol officer, detective, sergeant, lieutenant, and deputy chief before being sele- selected as the chief of police in January 2015. His career spanned three decades with stints as a patrol officer, school resource officer, narcotics detective, bike patrol officer, field training officer, community policing supervisor, and investigations in the Narcotics Command. The book is an unedited and raw journal written by a police officer over a 30-year period, from his first day in the police academy to his last day as chief of police in Middletown, Ohio. And you know, the cool thing about this book, and you're going to hear from Rodney uh, later, is it was never written to be released to the public. You know, this was his journal. Uh, this is easy to read format, portrays the actual unfiltered personal journals of Rodney Muterspa. That's what's so powerful. And I highly recommend people journal. Anytime I do life caddy work and anytime I'm doing life counseling, I have people journal. And uh, one of the things I love about this interview uh, is Rodney has a quote. And he says, the hardest thing about being a police officer is you have to solve everyone else's problems when you can't even solve your own. And see, that's what I want to bring to people is a a human-to-human contact because that's what we do in our leadership training. We take people from all walks of life, all income levels, all socioeconomic background, all skin colors, all religious beliefs, and in 48 hours, in two and a half days, we create a team where people aren't wrapped up into what people do. They're not wrapped up into what the color of someone's skin is. They're not wrapped up in how much money someone has or what schools they went to. You know, they're wrapped up in people. You know, it was Abraham Maslow. He created something called the hierarchy of needs. And we live in a time where the the world wants to segregate us, wants to separate us out. It's kind of like a predator hunting down its prey. Uh, We all know this from the animal kingdom. He wants to separate the flock. And that's what the world system is doing to us. They're separating the flock. And what they're doing is they're taking certain groups of people and they're wanting to make them victims. Why? Because a victim always needs a savior, a rescuer. And one thing I learned about a victim is when they're not rescued, they're not saved quick enough, then they become a persecutor. And what's happening now today uh, between uh, certain communities of color uh, and the police force uh, is they have been so turned against, these people of color have been so turned against police officers that they treat them like they're inhuman And boy, be careful, because when anybody starts making another group of people inhuman, that's when absolute abuse takes place. What do you think happened to the Nazis and the Jews? 
before the Nazis started rounding up the Jews, they first turned their society against the Jews, that everything was their fault, that they were the problem. And so neighbors started telling on each other. And then people started despising the Jews so much. Then for political uh, assassination, for political retribution, it was, it was justified. The same thing whether you like or not. I don't care whether you like it or not. The truth will set you free. Same thing's happening today to conservatives, uh, to Christians, to white men. They're being vilified. They're being told by our liberals and our progressives that they're evil, that all white people are racist, uh, that all conservatives and Trump supporters are seditionists, uh, that they're anti-American. And notice now that you can assault them. You can destroy Mike Lindell. You can drive his business out of business. You can make sure all his employees lose their job. Why? Because Mike Lindell's a bad person. Donald Trump, say what you will, they're attacking everything. They're destroying his casinos. They're destroying his business. They're destroying his name. When's enough enough, people? I mean, some of you, there's a bloodlust out there. It is pack mentality, and it is not good. I don't care who's on the other side, because one day, you're going to be on the other side. One day, you're going to be treated unfairly. One day, and then there's going to be nobody left to help you. And so Abraham Maslow showed no matter what you do, no matter how much money you have, no matter what job you have, that we all have the basic same needs. It's called the Hierarchy of Needs by Abraham Maslow. And the basic need is for physiological needs. You need survival, food, water, warmth, rest. You know, in Texas here, we're hitting with a snowstorm. We've had snow on the ground for four days. It's snowing today. Uh, it has not risen above 25 degrees in the last four days. And so there's some people that can't even meet their physiological needs right now. And then above the physiological needs are safety needs, security, safety, that we all need to be safe. We all need to be able to provide for our family, be able to take care of our family. And then right above that are what we call uh, belongingness and love needs, intimate relationship, friends. Can't we all just get along, uh, wanting to be liked? We all have this need. No man is an island and rock unto himself. We need to be part of the larger continent. And then we have the steam needs, prestige, feeling of accomplishment, feeling like you matter, feeling like you make a difference, feeling like you're special. And then the very top is what we call self-fulfillment needs, and it's a self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. Now, just so you know, you cannot leapfrog one of these needs. The base need needs to be fulfilled before you go on to seek the other need. You can't get, you know, the bottom needs, the two bottom needs are called base needs. Safety needs and physiological needs. Uh, before you have those, if those two aren't met, you don't look for friends. First, you need to be safe. Then you need to be able to feed yourself, those two things. And then you start looking for relationships. Then you start looking to fit in. Then you start looking to belong. And those are what are called psychological needs once you get beyond the base needs. And those psychological needs, they feed us mentally. Uh, prestige, feeling of accomplishment, like you matter, and, and esteem, belonging, love, intimate relationships, friends. And then only then when those have been met, then can you b get to the self-fulfillment, the self-actualization. Why do I bring this up? Because we're all unique. Please hear that. We all have DNA that's unique to us, fingerprints that's unique to us, a tongue print that's unique to us, the, uh, uh, the arterial pattern in the back of the retina is unique to you, your voice qualities are unique to you, your gait qualities are unique to you, your feet prints are unique to you, your tongue, I mean, there is something like the, the, the shape of your ear and the, the, the formation in there, all that is unique to you, so there's only one you, and you got to understand that. However, you fit into what's called the human race. And this is one of the lies. We keep talking about there's a race war out there. Well, there's only one race, and we're at war with ourselves. There's the human race because we are far more similar than we are different. You take the best-looking, tall, uh, physically fit black, black man, and then you put him next to me, a short, dumpy, un-good-looking uh, un white man, <laughs> And as different as we are, 99% of our DNA is the same. We are part of the same human family. Our DNA markers have different markers, that's all. Uh, skin color is a DNA marker. Shape of the eyes, DNA marker. Uh, the hair quality is a DNA marker. Widow's peak or not, 
uh, DNA marker. The ability to roll your tongues or not, DNA marker. And so today I really want to get that across, that we are not a group of people fighting another group of people. We are all part of the same human family. And what I want to get to you today is some understanding, because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship. We don't need our pound of flesh. We don't need our record wrong. What we need is mercy, grace, and some understanding. So I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back with author and policeman Rodney Muterspa after these few minutes. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today I am so excited because uh, it is seldom that uh, I have a chance to have some guests join me on the radio. As you know, if you've been a regular listener, uh, the week after I do a Leadership Awakening class, we will have those uh, graduates from uh, the leadership training over the weekend join me. And every once in a while, I have a special guest. And today uh, is one of those special days. So you are doubly blessed. Not only do you get Mr. Black, but you get a view from the blue. 
And so today we have a special guest. Uh, his gentleman's name is Rodney Muterspaugh. Uh Rodney was uh, chief of police from Middletown, Ohio. You might know Middletown, Ohio. It was made famous by the film and the book uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, and Rodney rose through the ranks from a rookie a police officer to a chief of police. And during his career, he wrote a daily journal, which was turned into a book titled The Blue View. The book and his interview gives an unfiltered, realistic portrayal of her career in law enforcement. The challenges, success, and frequent mistakes made by politicians. You know, the book, as I was scanning through it, is an unedited and raw journal written by a police officer over a 30-year period. From his first day in the police academy to his last day of chief, as chief of police in Middletown, Ohio, home of Hillbilly Elegy. So you will feel as though you're right there with the author throughout the entire book in a uniform, in a cruiser, and in his personal life. And so I am totally uh, honored to have with us today Mr. Rodney Muterspa. Rodney, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Now, am I uh, pronouncing your last name correct? What is the pronunciation of your last name? It's, it's Muterspaw. It's, it's okay. It's ah. been butchered for 30 years. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're used to it. So, you know, we, uh, we're blessed. Uh, we have three segments with you. So I always like, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a person that's driven by motivation. You know, my background, Rodney, is in neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, I'm a leadership mm-hmm. trainer. I'm a layman psychologist, and, and I've been doing intensive two-and-a-half-day leadership trainings for 30 years, so uh, almost as long as you were on the police force. Uh, and I'm always driven by what moves people because uh, everybody wears a hat, what's in it for me? And we're all moved and motivated by certain things. So I always like to ask right at the beginning, what motivated you? What moved you? What, what made you desire to be a, a police officer? You know, when I was younger, you know, a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, um, the desire was just to do something different. I mean, it was, you know, everybody gives a reason to help people or to, you know, to fight crime. I really didn't have that. I just wanted something that was really challenging. And it was something I never aspired to do growing up in the situation I grew up in. But uh, when it came time to do it, I just thought, man, it would be challenging. It would be something different. And after doing it for a few years, I just fell in love with it. Um, so I was a little bit different course than most people. Absolutely. So you don't have a, a family history in law enforcement then? I, I actually do. But it, it was kind of funny. I, I had some uncles that were small town police officers. My mom was a dispatcher at the sheriff's office for, for several years. But I grew up really poor. And I grew up without much. And, you know, there was a time when I was a kid I felt the police were you know, just not on my side. And, and it's crazy to go back and look at that now. Um, but growing up, that's how I felt. And it was one of those things where I just thought, you know, I'm just going to try to do something different with my life. And I was going to be a school teacher and, and a basketball coach. And I fell mm. into policing and I found out it was my calling after I was already in it. Well, and it's interesting because the teacher, uh, you want to pour into people, you want to make an impact. Uh, and in law enforcement, I've, I've, I work with a lot of law enforcement officers. Uh, when I used to work for a previous company, we worked for the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, and we would train them in leadership training and teach them some basics of eye movement patterns, you know, to tell if someone's coming from the right side of their brain or the left side of their brain to, to tell you if they're making up what they're telling you or telling you if they're uh, actually coming from memory. Um, let me ask you in 30 years uh, in the police uh, field uh, law enforcement officer what is the the biggest thing you got out of being a police officer what did it do for you what it did for me was it gave me everything in my life um, you know as far as just um, everything not just financially and putting my kids through college or mm-hmm. you know I even taught my wife why doing this job which is which is comical but what it gave <laughs> me was a sense of community it gave me a sense of because I live in the town where I was a police officer and the police chief, and my kids went to school here. So it gave me a sense of building something special that I don't think I would have got doing anything else. I mean, it also took a lot for me, you know, mentally. Yeah. But what gave me, you know, inside was something that's hard to even explain. It just, it was what I was meant to do, and, and I think that's what happened. Oh, that's so cool. So even though you didn't consciously know that you can look back now and see what, and again, I don't know what your religious beliefs are, but see the fingerprints of God that basically put this before you. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. It's, it's, um, it's one of those things where I look back on my career when I was doing this journal, which turned into this book, 
I just went back and I was amazed at, at the steps that this job took me um, to help me get some inner peace and to help me to find within myself what I needed to be in life. And that's what policing did for me. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you, and again, then we're going to get in the book, because I really want to spend a lot of time on the book, and I'm not going to downplay that. But what, what do you think, if you had to pinpoint something, 30 years uh, as an LEO, what do you think is the biggest disappointment that you experienced in those 30 years as a police officer? Well, probably two things. Number one is public apathy. Um, you, you really bust your butt, and your department busts your butt to just do what they can to make people's lives better. And the, the, there's a lot of times there's an apathetic public that just don't care, and you have to learn to live with that. But number two is the lack of support from politicians. Um, mm. The same politicians who create the laws then get on you for enforcing those same laws. Um, you know, whether it's a stop and frisk or stopping somebody or whatever it might be, they're the first when something goes wrong in their eyes that they bail on you. And I learned to deal with that, but as a chief, it was even harder. But I was very outspoken and vocal as a chief, which sometimes they didn't like, but I would call them out on it. Um, as a patrol officer, you really can't do that. So that was the two things, I think, in my life um, as a cop that um, that really disappointed me when I look back on it. Well, and you, you when, when did you uh, retire? How long have you been retired? It's only been about 14 months. Um, oh. Uh, 14 months retired. Yeah, so it hasn't been that long. Okay, so the climate today with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, Antifa, with the whole uh, one part of the political spectrum uh, basically using it for political advantage to attack you, uh, the other side seeming to want to support you. And we could also say maybe that's for political advantage. I don't want to put too much meaning on it. But uh, things have changed a lot from the, from the time you started as a law enforcement officer, 30 years prior, to when you retired. What do you think the biggest change was? Was in that 30 years? I think the biggest change is social media. I, I, it's changed everything you do as a cop. And, you know, when Rodney King happened in 1992 you know, or whatever, around that time, we felt it all the way here in Ohio from Los Angeles. Um, but it took days to get here. And, you know, the, if you didn't watch TV, you didn't know a lot about it. Well, now, if a police officer in, you know, Arizona does something, literally it's broadcast on social media and people will turn it on you over something that happened 2,000 miles away. It's changed the whole game um, because immediately as a police officer, you're being ostracized for something that you may have done or didn't do, um, and it's blasted all over the world within a matter of an hour. It's changed everything, um, and it's, it's the most frustrating thing. And it, in a chapter of my book is called Social Media is the Devil, and it's the best thing ever invented, but it's also the worst. And uh, uh-huh. I think as cops, you can't, you can't stay on top of it with that. No, and uh, I agree. I believe in the scales, that if you take anything, you put on the scale, it's the old Ben Franklin clothes. You, you draw a line down the side. On one side, you put positive. On the other side, you put negative. And when you wanted to solve a, a dilemma, a problem, and look for a solution, you think, okay, what, what are the pros on this and what are the cons on this? And when I put social media uh, on the scales, I don't know if it's an end positive. Or an end negative, uh, but it, it's pretty close. I love the fact that I can uh, I can connect with ministries in Africa. Uh, I I love that I can get money anywhere in the world whenever I want it to be. I love that I can connect with people. I love that I can find any restaurant in town locally when I want it. I love those things. But when I look at whether you talk about child pornography or now what's going on with social media, the censorship. And now that we can basically cancel someone, that we can use social media as a bully pulpit to where we can trash people, destroy people. I mean, when I put it all out there, Rodney, uh, I'm not sure if it's a negative plus or negative gain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You hit the nail on the head, man. Exactly how I feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this last segment uh, right now. If you're talking to someone, let's say someone's listening who's considering coming into law enforcement, what would you tell them? You better have thick skin, and you better have a support system outside of law enforcement to back you up. Um, there's times you just need to come home and have somebody to talk to that's not in law enforcement, um, and you better have that because if you're not ready, you're going to get hit hard because you're you're one traffic stop away one complaint away from being all over the world news and you've got to be prepared for that well yeah and i've seen people's lives change immediately whether you're talking about 
Rodney King or Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin, uh, the truth doesn't seem to matter anymore. What matters seems to be our perception, our feelings. Uh, and I'm amazed because in the court of law, I know feelings don't matter. In a court of law, it's just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. But it seems like today in society that uh, emotions and feelings seem to kind of take front center stage. And, and all of a sudden, facts uh, just some, can sometimes be dirty little things that get in the way of what we feel. And uh, uh, and I've seen lives uh, destroyed. I mean, look at what's going on in Minneapolis. Uh, you know what's going to be happening where you got police officers uh, basically uh, criminalized before there was even all the evidence seen. And and once uh, social media got you under their gun, uh, there's no getting out from that site. So we are talking with Rodney, and we're going to talk about a great book. We're going to be back in three minutes. I am black. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a band-aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move with the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC insured or not bank guaranteed and may lose value. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Just the facts, ma'am. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application. No, this is not a segment of Dragnet. This is radio, Like It Matters. But today we are blessed. Not only do we have a, a man in blue with us, we have a great man, a great leader, but he's also now a great author. He has written a book called The Blue View, The Uncut Journal of an Ohio Police Chief. Uh, and that's by Rodney Muterspaugh. The book 
is an unedited raw journal written by a police officer over a 30-year period from his first day in the police academy to his last day as the chief of police in Middletown, Ohio. Never written to be released to the public. This easy-to-read format portrays the actual unfiltered personal journeys of Chief Rodney Muterspaugh, an award-winning Ohio police chief and congressional guest at the Presidential State of the Union. You will feel the gamut of emotions as you follow him as a rookie, a patrol officer, investigator, narcotics officer, internal affairs supervisor, a chief of police, and a parent in one of the most well-known smaller cities in the Midwest. So let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Rodney Muterspa. Again, Rodney, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. So the blue view, you know, I I say this all the time that uh, we are all human beings. You know, we're wrapped up in this separation. The world seems to want to separate us out today. It's identity politics, uh, you know, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, a skin color. And yet I know that 99% of all of our DNA is the same. Uh, I truly believe that there is one uh, race. There's the human race. Uh, your skin color is a DNA marker. Uh, your eye shape is a DNA marker. The, what type of hair you have is a DNA marker. And so I always like to say there is far more that we have that is in common than we have that separates us. And, uh, man, you've probably dealt with that a lot throughout your 30-some years as a police officer. Uh, you didn't care what probably what that skin color was, what the background was. You had a job to do, uh, and you wanted to do it to the best of your ability, no matter who you were dealing with, correct? Absolutely. And, and you know, Middletown's a diverse city. I mean, we have a, a, a black population. We have a Latino population. Um, we have, you know, obviously a white population. Um, and what's funny is I talk about it in the book. In our own squad room, when I was on a 311 supervisor, we had a mixture of Asian officers, you know, black officers and white officers. And we always joked about, you know, we all get along. Why can't people get along? So, yeah, we dealt with that every day. Absolutely, we did. And law enforcement officers are people, too. This is what people forget. It's a job. You put on that uniform. Uh, you put on a mindset. I know how it works. I work with a lot of law enforcement. You have to put on a mindset, a uh, belief system, and you go out there and you're there to serve. That's why I love the police motto, serve and protect, to serve and protect. Uh, and I know as, a, as a, a leader and someone who sets goals that if what I'm doing does not fall under my key principles, then I need to take a look at that. Uh, to serve and protect. And I think that is such a great motto that keeps things in perspective. So let's go to this book. The, it's exciting on this book. Are you, are you surprised uh, by how the accolades you're getting from this book at all? Because you're getting a lot of accolades. I really am. I mean, we, you know, when we decided to release this, which was really hard to do because it's so personal, you know, it's uninhibited. It's, it's not filtered. And there's times that, you know, you'll be sad reading it. You'll be upset. You'll be pissed off at the police. But you'll understand that police are human and that there's a method behind the madness sometimes of what goes on. But, yeah, the accolades have been crazy. I mean, uh, it's, you know, we can't believe it's went national. It's been being read in, I think, five or six other countries right now through the Amazon analytics. But uh, I think when it took off was Clarence Page um, of the Chicago Tribune. You know, he's a liberal uh, Democrat, uh, but he's a friend of mine, and he loved it. And um, then J.D. Vance of Hillbillyology read it, and he wrote about it so it just took off and i think that's when people liked it when people like that started liking it but i think what makes me the happiest is cops around the country like it and appreciate it and that means more to me than anything because that's who it's about is those officers out there serving and protecting every day well, and again, and I love the men in blue. And I have, like with you, when I was younger, man, uh, I had my problems. I had my run-ins. I grew up in Las Vegas, uh, you know, uh, you know, trolling down the strip, and all of a sudden you see the lights behind. I mean, I've called nine one one before as a cop pulled me over. I mean, you know, I mean, I, but I know we're human beings. I, I deal with us as human beings, and we're all living, breathing human beings. We all have dreams. We all have desires. We all want to love and be loved. We want to know we make a difference. We want to be able provide i mean when you get beyond uh the external factors and you move beyond the skin color and the size and the height and the weight and the 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 tattoos and the markings that you use to identify people when you go into the soul uh we are far more similar uh than we are different and man uh, cops just like any other human being they get scared they get uncertain uh they go through divorce a matter of fact i know the stats on police officers more police 
police officers die from their own gun than from someone else's guns. More police officers have more things of divorce, of, of family abuse, of trauma, PTSD, and they are the highest uh, in regard to those numbers of any other profession. And if most people knew what they went through, I think we'd uh, treat our police officers a lot different. But l- let me ask you something, uh, Rodney. Why did you keep this journal? I've kept your journal for 30 years, and I, when I moved not too long ago, I had st- boxes of journals. What caused you to start keeping a journal? What was your reason for it? Well, when I was in the academy, it was really just to keep it for fun. I had an academy commander who, who told us at break one day he was getting ready to retire, and he said he wishes he would have kept, he called it a diary, um, throughout his career to go back and look, and it just kind of stuck with me. So I kind of started writing just for fun, um, and then it kind of became addicting. And when I started going through hard times at the department, whether it was investigating homicide cases or working internal affairs or, you know, becoming a chief, I started writing for therapy. It became therapeutic for me to write my issues and what I thought and experienced. And it was the only way I could cope sometimes with those things. And by the end of it, I had thousands of pages. And so what you're reading is most of those entries, journal entries, when you get this book. Um, And so what I wrote at the time, I never thought anybody else would read it. So what you're seeing is 100% unfiltered words. Um, And I'm glad I did it because those 30 years of journaling, I think, really helped me through some really tough times. And um, when it came time to release it, I I balked on it twice. I didn't want to when, when, you know, I had friends in the media media begging me to release it, and I didn't. And finally, I let a a guy read it um, who's a friend of mine. He's with Netflix, and he loved it. And he said, man, this would help so many police officers. This would humanize the profession. You would be doing the profession a favor by putting this out there. And so far, he's been right. So I'm glad I did it, um, no matter, you know, the situation. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Again, I'm a layman uh, psychologist. Uh, uh, I'm a counselor. Uh, and so it is very therapeutic. In our training, our leadership training, at the end of each module, we have people journal thoughts and feelings. Uh, when I'm counseling people, doing life caddy work, uh, I have people uh, uh, journal everything because there's a lot of information. And there's three perceptual positions. There's only three ways to see any situation in NLP. Its first position is from your own eyes. Second position is from the eyes of another person and third position is what we call overview that's like after an event you kind of go back and replay the video you watch your interaction and each one of those gives us different bits of information and when we step into all three perceptual positions it helps us to understand and that's technically why it's therapeutic it takes your thoughts and feelings out of your head puts them on paper and now you can look at them with different eyes and and i have a saying in leadership that when you change change your position, you change your perspective. And when you write it out, instead of it being in your head, you can look at the words, you can reprocess it uh, and look at it as separate from yourself. Uh, it's a different way to understand things, a different way to see things. So uh, this is something any counselor recommends. Uh, and so you're absolutely right. Uh, very, very therapeutic. And when you said you were concerned about releasing it, was, was it because of the intimacy, because of the some of the personal things, or was it because of something specific that you had written at some point? What do you think your biggest concern was? Well, what you just said, a lot of it, the intimacy of it. Um, I had a lot of personal stuff in there about my family and how you bring work home with you, incidents involving you know, work that you bring home and you, you don't want to talk about what you do, and things involving my kids because they went to school here um, at Middletown. Um, but also, some of the factors, there's some unflattering things about police in there. I mean, I would write yeah. things from, you know, I would go back and read something from 1997, and I'd be like, my God, I can't believe I did that on this call or said that or acted out. And But I think by putting that out there with also the honorable things that police do, it shows that we're human and we do make mistakes. But one thing I point out in the book is a lot of the times when the public thinks we do something that's really bad, it's really not that bad. It's it's for a reason or it's a, there's method behind the reasoning and the book shows that um and that's one of the biggest compliments i got from from readers um all over the country and they said my god you know i appreciate you saying showing both sides of this if anything now i feel sorry for police officers i you know i I don't hate them anymore i don't i might not like them but i feel sorry for them what they have to go through and that's all i was trying to do is humanize this position for, for the public 
and such a great job because, again, uh, uh, transactional analysis, uh, Dr. Eric Burns' work, shows us that there's a stimulus and a response. Uh, but the mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so when someone says something or does something, we don't actually respond to that. What we do is we go to our three channels, the visual channel, the auditory channel, and the kinesthetic channel. In other words, we see something from our past, we say something from our past or hear it, or we feel something. And then based on that, we respond. So I think today what's happening with a lot of police officers are people are assigning intent. So it's not actually what people are doing, the police officer doing that is bothering people. They're actually, media now is putting a meaning to it. This is why they're doing it. I mean, there's this almost a feeling out there that cops show up every day to that meeting room in the precinct and they're figuring out how they're going to hunt down black people. I mean, that's just, that is so offensive to, it's got to be offensive to you. It's offensive to me as a non-police officer. And so we're, we're getting ready to go to hard break, uh, uh, Rodney. So uh, please stand on the line with us. Today we're talking uh, to uh, the author of the book called The Blue View, Mr. Rodney Muterspa. We'll be back with more information. We have you surrounded. Come out with your hands up. all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains, but never stock market losses? Join Jeff Wizery for the Safe Money Radio Show Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Freedom 1570. You can also call Jeff now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and 115-page Safe Money Book at 844-503-7233. That's 844-503-7233. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Wow. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. If you've listened to all the music, John's given you all kinds of good music about good cop shows in the past. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not one of those shows. It is Like It Matters Radio. And today, we are so blessed because we have a retired police officer, police uh, chief, uh, Rodney Muterspaugh, and he is the author of the book, The Blue View, an uncut journal of an Ohio police chief. And uh, I got a couple of uh, uh, the uh, little snippets of what people said about your book, Rodney, and a couple people you mentioned. First of all, uh, J.D. Vance, uh, who is author of uh, the blockbuster Hillbilly Elegy. He said, uh, Rodney Muterspaugh was for decades a pillar of the community in Middletown, rising from junior officer on the Middletown Police forced to chief during the height of the uh, opioid epidemic and for that entire time he kept this incredible diary chronicling the highs and lows and hilarious moments of community policing in these pages you gain an appreciation for him the man and then Clarence Page your friend said breathtaking I grew up in the same streets as as Muter Spa but many years before he did his vivid writing and perceptive storytelling helped me see its changes its tragedies and its triumphs through the world of its police part police drama part social study the chief offers valuable insights into what works and what doesn't for the cops in an economically struggling rust belt town uh and phenomenal uh, and one more stephen robert morse uh, emmy nominated producer of netflix amanda knox said the blue view presents a view of policing that is unlike anything i've ever read before beyond the good the bad and the ugly muter spa has tracked his career in a raw and unvarnished way that will make you laugh and cry while his self-deprecating sense of humor is the driving force of the book he uses it to highlight real problems and real solutions within the increasingly complex world of policing. So again, welcome back to uh, Like It Matters Radio, Rodney. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. So tell me, uh, 30 years, lots of ups, lots of downs uh, with your job as a, in the police force, correct? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely oh. say that's what it is. So uh, if you don't mind me, give me one of the low points of your career. What, what? Tell these people, I mean, what hits a cop the lowest and just knocks you mostly on your butt? What do you think it is? I would definitely say child crime, uh, crimes against children, uh, homicides, sexual assaults. I think that knocks all of us down, and you bring that home with you. And it's one of those things where, you know, no matter what you see or how many therapists you talk to, it doesn't take it out of your mind. It pretty much stays with you forever. Mm. And you see things as a law enforcement officer. I'm a student of the mind, and uh, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is all unconscious. And so uh, I always teach people the rules of the unconscious brain because if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. And, and I know once you get a picture in there, uh, it is hard to remove it. That's why so many police officers deal with PTSD. It's uh, it's playing this, this video over and over and over, and it's on this eternal loop. And you can't shake it in the middle of the night. You can't shake it with drugs and alcohol. You can't shake it anyway. And uh, you've probably seen a lot of that. You've seen a lot of your brothers and sisters in blue fall into to that type of trauma, haven't you? Oh, yeah. And I, I've seen people quit the career over it and just be ruined. I mean, whether they go into other things in their life, they're just never the same. Um, because once you experience that over and over, it makes you really appreciate soldiers at war because what they go through is 10 times worse. And what we see here isn't even comparable. But if I know it can ruin, you know, police officers' personal lives for, forever, what about those guys and how they depend on what they do and see over there? So, yeah, it's a tragic thing and it's part of the job. But like I said, you better you better be ready for it if you're going to jump in this career. Yeah. And has, was your, were you married the whole time to the same woman? Yeah, we've been married. Uh, actually, met her my first year as a police officer at Middletown, and uh, we've been married the whole time. We've been married for 30 years. Oh, wow. What an incredible woman. I truly believe beside every great man, or I should say beside most great men, uh, is a great woman. Not behind, but beside you. She was your rock. You had to come home to her. She had to so console you. She had to put up with your crap or your brokenness, right? I mean, she's uh, she's the real warrior here, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she and I, you know, we tease each other this day about it. I mean, I, I get the accolades, you know, getting to go to the, you know, the State of the Union and all this other cool stuff, but she's the one who did the work. So it's, um, we to this day, we kind of joke about that, but she was the uh, definitely the one behind the scenes doing the work. 
Amen. And what do you think a high point? You think a high point, and I'm not talking about the awards or going to the inauguration or something like that, but in your actual work of police work, what do you, if you could pick a high, what would that be? You know, there was a, a lot of those, but I would say it, actually when I retired, just people, you know, the droves of people, you know, calling me or messaging me or, you know, posting on social media to not, um, not retire, stay, try to yeah. stay, stay, you know, a few more years. And that just spoke volumes to me um, because I retired suddenly, you know, I gave a notice and I left and uh, that's, you know, I talked about that in the book about those decisions. And to me, that was a high point. It showed that what I did mattered and what I did for 30 years meant something. And it kind of validated all that, those headaches and pain that you go through as a police officer to have people want you to not leave. And uh, yeah, to me, that's more important thing. Yeah, no, amen, amen. And what was the reason, if you don't mind me asking, what was the reason for the kind of, a, I don't know if it was abrupt or what, I mean, I look at what's going on now over the last year, and why would anybody want to be a police officer? I, I think it's one of the most thankless, risky, uh, can look at many times unrewarding. What, what was it that finally drove you to retire? I, well, two things. Number one, I was just, I think I was just burnt out mentally, and I think I got to the point where, you know, you just feel like you can't do it anymore mentally. Um, when you hate going into the building every day, it's time to leave. And I love my mm-hmm. people. You know, the, the cops, I mean, if you come by my house at least twice a week, there's Middletown cruisers in my driveway. You know, they still stop and visit. I just, that was the thing. And then the city manager and I had political d- differences at the end. I was leaving anyway, but when I was leaving, we were leaving, and he ended up getting fired after I left. Uh, that's in the book, too. I talk about that. But I was just done mentally with it. And uh, I think... I actually think I stayed a year too long. I wish I would have left the year before that. Mm, amen. And when I look at things now and all the police uh, chiefs who get put under pressure, whether you're talking about Seattle, uh, some wonderful people who basically wound up resigning because they weren't allowed to do their job anymore. They were put their soldiers, their their police officers in risk way, and they couldn't defend themselves. You know, I see things in New York City where you got cops, people running up behind cops and dumping water on them and spitting on them. I, I'll never forget with a Black Lives Matter uh, protest, and there was this black cop in riot gear and this white, overweight woman, liberal, screaming his face, calling him an N-word. I mean, watch on CNN or something. Call him an N-word. Uh, how disgusting is this spit in his face and that cop just had to stand there and look forward i mean i don't know how you guys do it uh kudos to you guys i couldn't handle it yeah the madness is real <laughs> it surely is yeah, it is well hey i uh, appreciate your time how can people get a hold of you how can they read the book just take a moment and let them know if there's if you're available for speeches or talks or just let them know how they can get the book or you okay yeah the, the way to do that is that the website is the blueviewbook.com all the information's on that, um, and it's been, you know, the, the things we're doing, the podcast, the interviews, the, the presentations, you go through there to do that. Um, the book is on Amazon. All you got to do is type in the Blue View book, and it'll come up. Um, it's a five-star rating on Amazon and Goodreads, which we're happy about. And then it's also on audiobook through iTunes and Audible, and it's doing really well with those. So that's the easiest way to reach me or to, to do all that, but I, I hope people enjoy it, get something out of it. Awesome. And you are on Audible, you said? Yeah, we're on Audible and iTunes. Awesome. Are you reading it? Who's reading the book on Audible? Do you know? I, I, I did. I narrated it um, because awesome. it was a, a journal to do it. Yeah. Awesome. So, I'm looking forward. I will be I will be purchasing that today. Hey, one last thing before you go. Uh, I got a lot of blue listening on this radio show. You know, we're connected to Law, Law Enforcement Day, and Jay's a friend of mine. What would you like to t- say, uh, tell the men and women in blue that are listening right now? What word do you have for them? I just say stay strong, brothers and sisters, because it's going to get better. Um, you have a lot of support. Um, don't listen to the to those who doubt you or who are all over your backs constantly. You're doing a hell of a job, and we really appreciate you. I mean, I, I can tell you that for a fact. Amen. All right, Rodney. Well, hey, God bless you, and good luck to you, and I look forward to talking to you sometime in the near future, okay? Thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. No, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to sound a little silly, but uh, police are people, too. You know, they are living, breathing human beings. They want to love and be loved. Uh, they want to provide for their family. Uh, they want to know that they matter. They want to know that they're special. Uh, they want to know that they're making an impact. You know, I've worked with a lot of law enforcement uh, uh, my lifetime, my career. And you know what? They're human beings. They just have a different job. And it is true. We're all flawed. Uh, you know, one man's sin brought sin into man's DNA. It's called Adam. 
But then the second Adam came, who's Jesus Christ, uh, to fix what the first one did. And we're all flawed. We all fall short of the glory of God. So let's get some grace and mercy, those police officers, because we all need some. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm helping you remember when you live your life like it matters. It does. Thanks, brother. here with another satisfied JTR roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Ringing Liberty and...